Hello and welcome to Box Cutters, episode 55, The Turtle Can't Help Us. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Ross McQueen. Hey, hey. And to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Hey, um, I understand there's a bit of confusion about who's Ross and who's Brett. You're Brett and you're Ross. Now, I think, now that I've think cleared that up... Pointing, I, pointing only <laughs> helps the... Uh, viewers of the video podcast there is no video podcast i think that ross should actually use his phone voice for the podcast as well and that way there'll be a lot less confusion what's ross's phone voice voice? i heard ross's phone voice when i rang him up on the way in tonight oh and it's it's definitely it's it's a lot higher (laughs) oh did did you answer the phone i don't actually have my phone with me no right I don't understand this campaign you have, Brett, to replace Ross with Deirdre. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I love Deirdre. I think she's wonderful. But Ross is great too. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that Ross isn't great. I maybe, maybe if like Brett, if you could wear a tie, and Ross, it don't only wear helps a tie, the video then, podcast mm, viewers. There is no video podcast. <laughs> uh, coming up later on in box cutters. We've got a whole bunch of stuff about TV. We do. Some return to uh, classic original segments. Yes, like Raywatch. Raywatch. Haven't had a Raywatch for a while? Not for a long time. But our first international. Ooh, an international Raywatch. Excuse me. Uh, We've also got some I Don't Buy It. We're uh, talking again about the new fall season shows from the US. Yes, fantastic. And that'll go on for a few weeks. Yeah, and, as, uh, as as we, we catch up with them and, and work see our them. Way through them. A couple each episode. Yep. That works very nicely. Uh, the title of this segment, Brittany and Kevin Chaotic, intrigues me. I think it's more Britain and Brittany and Kevin. Chaotic. But oh, well, then put your, com- put, put your punctuation in. Uh, yeah, I should have done as that. As opposed to toxic. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Brittany and Kevin, colon, chaotic. <laughs> uh, free TV makes me angry. Free TV makes you angry. Mm. <laughs> yes, That's not does. what I've got down here. <laughs> uh, we've also got some pork, as always, and we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News. A bit of tension has arisen for a change between the Channel 7 network and the Channel 9 network. That is different. That is different. They're old pals. They are. Uh, Channel 7 have announced plans for a new show, and I'll get to what the show is in a second because I think that's equally as worthy of a news item. But they were planning to call it That's Gold. That's Gold. That's Gold. And apparently they've had to... You know what I think of that title? What? That's shit. Yeah. (laughs) I tend to agree. But they've they've had to... There's been some rumblings from Channel 9, particularly the NRL division, and they've had to change the name under threat of legal action to Good as Gold because apparently That's Gold is trademarked by some fool from the NRL. It's a segment on the NRL footy show. You see, now, I, I was saying this to you guys before we went on air. To me, that's gold is Kenny Banya from Seinfeld. You know, when, uh, when he's 
taken under Jerry's wing and he's saying, that's gold, Jerry, gold. But that's actually a different market. To so me. It's, it's much like trademark law. You can trademark something in the States and it's, it's free over here. Yeah. Whereas to me, that's gold is common parlance and therefore public domain. Ah. So anyone can use it. Mm. Now, what, what is this show about? Good as gold. Is it about syrup? No, surprisingly not. Uh, you'd think that I might be describing another show when I say this, but uh, it's reminiscing about 50 years of television and events that have changed our lives via a number of celebrities. Uh, uh, is there a countdown in uh, in this particular show? <laughs> no, there isn't. But it does sound a little bit like 20 to 1. Is a, that A little is, bit. Is that horse going to be on it again? The, the, what, Katrina? No. Yeah. Who? Katrina Rountree. She's on channel. She's on channel. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and she's not a horse. No, no. she is. No, oh, she's okay. a- have you have you looked? <laughs> she is. Oh, Brett. Emails can be sent to hooray at box cutters you can tell- with the subject line attention Brett Cropley. You can see what I'm talking about on the the video podcast. It's 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 about the face. She's very horsey. Very very The video horsey. podcast of what? Getaway. They do a video podcast. <laughs> Anyway, I think that uh, Channel 9 should be suing over theft of a dodgy, boring, used-up concept, not theft over that See, gold. again, you can't because reminiscing, yeah, public domain. Well, well, I mean, I, t- I tend to agree with you. You know, that's gold should be. That should be out in the public. Anybody? Yeah, well, it's not, it's not relating to the NRL and it's not relating not to not sporting moments in particular. Yep, yep. It's just relating to history. And now when I say it, I'll be worried that people, rather than thinking, oh, yeah, Kenny Banya, Seinfeld, they'll be thinking, oh, you know, real. Right, whereas I used to say it when just uh, going down the mines, looking for gold. That's gold. <laughs> That's not gold. Right. <laughs> I must point out, reminiscing isn't public domain. It's very tightly owned by the Little River Band, which is owned by the guy that toured with the original Little, Little River Band and, and took it around the States, and now the original guys can't have it. What, what if somebody trademarks zing or zoop? I won't be able to say them either. Well, do you remember Pepsi trademarked uh-huh? No, U-H-H-U-H. Oh. So U-H- Dash, H-U-H. And that was as successful as the rest of the Pepsi advertising, I'm yes, sure. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, taste of an aha generation. Uh-huh. Right. Hey, thank God you're here is going global. Uh, Fremantle has already sold the format to 10 territories and versions of the program uh, will uh, be going to... Oh, they're already screening in Denmark, Netherlands... I think, uh, yeah, I think the Denmark went to air, first one to go to air last week. But they're now talking to NBC. Oh. For NBC to do a version of Thank God You're Here, if they sign that deal, I reckon they'll be shitting money. <laughs> That's how cashed up they'll be. Although I don't think the title will go over in... In America. They're shitty money. (laughs) They've changed the title in in, uh, the Netherlands anyway uh, to... Something in Dutch. Thankfully you're here. Well, the translation doesn't mention God. Right. Yeah, and the Americans will change it to something like, at last you're here. Or Or, hooray, you're here. Or go away. (laughs) Please, wrong door. (laughs) Missing Uh, the whole point of the show. 
That uh, so so that would be interesting to see, and I begrudgingly say good luck to them. Mm. But really, hasn't Drew Carey been doing that exact same show for the last no. like, seven years? No, he hasn't. I actually think "Thank God You're Here" is a lot better than uh, whatever that improvised show is called. Whose line? Whose line is, Who's line is, is it anyway? I I really think "Thank God You're Here" because it has costumes and scenarios and different humans and all no, the time. No, Drew Carey. And no Drew Carey, which, uh, you know, is, is a little bit of a I don't mind Drew Carey. I think, uh, I think thank God you're don't here. Don't think much about his, his sitcom, but, but he's funny. I think, you're, thank God you're here, has uh, obviously a, a much larger production value and uh, is even more interesting to watch. And who's, whose line is it anyway? I won't get screened here again until Quiz Monkey's bit in the dust. Because <sighs> it used to be in that... Uh, the US version be, of it. Yeah, it used to because, be in like, that... That was very, Dynamic very much connected to the UK version of it, which was Clive Anderson hosting it. And mm. Ryan Stiles and Colin Mockery uh, were actually on both versions of it. Yes, oh, and okay. so was Clive Anderson. Oh, really? Yeah, Did yeah, he, yeah. The he, he went and appeared in uh, some versions in the States. And there was Greg Proops, who was appearing on both. Yep. It was essentially the same show. And the thing with uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway is every episode is exactly the same. You're never going to cry if you miss an episode. Now, I would never cry if I missed an episode of Thank God You're Here. But uh, there are... At least there's something different. At least the contestants, quote unquote, are different every year. Hmm. I still miss Paul Chubb and his minties. Uh, I'm sure you can just walk up to him in the street someday and ask him for minties. (laughs) He's dead. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Paul Chubb? Yeah. Is he? Yep. Email us at hooray. He at died, he died like three, four years ago. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's sad to hear. Mm. Well, no minties from here. Speaking of people that uh, were almost dead, but but they're getting better. No, uh, no, 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 no. You were speaking about somebody who died. The Top Gear presenter Richard Hammond has uh, shown an improvement. He's flown, been flown from the Leeds General Infirmary to a hospital near his home eight days after he was seriously injured in a high-speed car crash. Uh, trying to beat the British land speed record. Um, apparently, he was well enough to walk from the plane that was part of the transport and climb into the waiting ambulance under his own steam. No stretches or anything. Oh, that's good. Um, and uh, he's already complained that uh, he has to wait six months before he's allowed to undertake more stunts. Mm. Oh, well, that's fantastic. Yeah. If he's up and whinging... That's that's all I wanted to know. That's really good. He's full of the English spirit. <laughs> hey, uh, Craig Hutchinson, Channel 7's football reporter, mm-hmm. has been boned. Really? Mm. As it were. Although Channel 7 don't do the boning. It's Eddie that does the boning. Yeah, well, apparently... Uh... Ch- Channel 7 just scale. <laughs> Channel 9 bone. He, uh, you'd think he'd be pretty disappointed. I mean, footy is his life, and he's the main commentator now, or does the intros for Three AW. I think. I mean, he's a he's a big footy head. Yeah. So and he announced it on AW. Oh, did he? Yep. Okay. Uh, so it'd be a big disappointment for him, I think, to leave the network that that is now carrying the football. That's that's going to be uh, interesting to see what he does with his with his career, and also what Channel Seven does with. Did the, was there any reason for sacking him? Well, I'm not. Brett might have a bit more of a scoop as to why. But he was informed that his services will no longer be required, which is kind Does of that mean kind McAvaney's of weird. Given that back? Seven have got the footy coming to them, and what what I heard was that he asked for a little too much. Right. 
he wanted a he wanted a hosting role, one of the big hosting roles, Friday night footy or Saturday night footy, which is clearly going to go to McAvaney or Sandy Roberts. I think Sandy Roberts. Really, is, Sandy Roberts? I think Sandy Roberts is doing Sunday. Sandy Roberts didn't go to Channel Nine. That's true. So there'll be loyalty to all the people who didn't that, go to Nine. That is true. I I, I I think he asked for a bit much, but um, yeah, I, that's just pure speculation. I don't I don't know that for sure. Hutchison's uh, quite a celebrated sports reporter. He's a six-time winner of the AFL Media Association Awards Best Electronic News Reporter, um, and he's been picked up by Channel Nine. Eddie Maguire announced that uh, the other day. Announcing that uh, Hutchison will join the network as AFL editor across a variety of programs in 2007. Um, he'll play a major role in Nine's new Monday night AFL program called Footy Inquest. Which sounds a bit like talking footy. Uh, and also, it'll be interesting to see whether Seven and Ten let them have any of the footy rights. Because when the footy rights used to be on Channel 7, they never used to let nine. That's why the footy show is, is a footy show built without footy. Without, footy yep. without actually showing any footy. So it'll be interesting to see if the same thing happens with this. Well, actually, as I was doing the research today, uh, the AFL still haven't written off Channel 9 having some part in. Well, this is Footy Inquest. Mm. Footy Inquest sounds to me like maybe Channel 9 will have exclusive rights to the tribunal. <laughs> to me, it sounds like Quincy ME. <laughs> That's just odd, Brett. <laughs> hey, uh, David Tench is looking to have uh, itself <laughs> sold to uh, to the European market. So he's decided he can't cut it here. And, and he's leaving. And he's leaving. He's going, going back to... overseas because he made his name overseas. Oh, so that's, that's all I want to say about that. In mm. the, uh, I'll, I'll uh, go instead to... There are things about, about that show that bug me. One of them is that each, each interviewee seems to be in a different position in relation to the desk. Like the chair seems to, to swing around to the front more or less with, with each different interview. That shows that you're not very interested in what's being said. Yes. <laughs> well, no. No, I'm not. If you're sitting there thinking, See, it was so, hey, also, the chair's moved again. But also, if that's the thing that bugs you about David Tench tonight... It was so edgy when it started, and, and it's just it's gone soft, bland, safe. See, see, I've only seen little bits of it, and I haven't minded what I've seen, but I think together it would amount to maybe 10 minutes. I don't so. think the guests are the best. Oh, see, I've, I've seen a couple of entire episodes and quite frankly, no, no. Uh, but Al Jazeera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, He's yeah. been sold to Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera are going to be showing David attention. No, Al Jazeera, uh, finally, after delay, after delay, after delay, are about to premiere their English language uh, European station. Okay. In November. So I wonder what uh, was supposed to happen uh, ooh, about six months ago, and uh, it was pushed back to three months ago and then to now ish uh, because there was a, a lot of questioning about uh, Al Jazeera International's editorial independence from its parent company. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do, how they do it, and how it's received over there. Yeah. Um, a few months ago, I, I mentioned uh, the work on getting an, an Australian version of Al Jazeera up. Yes. Um, news to hand is that it won't be broadcast in Australia despite the imminent launch in the Asia-Pacific Bureau and having an English-language channel. Foxtel won't be making the channel available uh, at its November 1 launch, saying its satellite system is running at capacity. 
So they're not going to make space for it. Well, if I had the choice between another news network on Foxtel or The Daily Show, I'd use that satellite area for The Daily Show. Foxtel does not need another news network. We already have four or five, I think. And what are they? So you've got... Have you got... You've got Fox... Uh, Sky, News? Sky News, BBC, BBC World? World, and CNN. And of those, Sky News is the best. Really? Yeah, Sky News is a really good news service. Uh, they do uh, all the uh, federal parliament press conferences. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they really just cover politics and world issues really well, as well as, as, well as local issues, whereas Fox is just... Horrendous Fox News. Well, it's horrendously biased. Um, CNN. Who owns the Sky? Is, is Rupert that... Murdoch. Yeah, yeah. But it's a it's a really good solid news network. Is it European based? Mm-hmm. Like its headquarters? Uh, its headquarters. Well, Sky as a as an entity is based in London. Yeah. But uh, all the Sky News, pretty much all the Sky News, comes out of Australia. And yeah, I I think it's a really good news service and. Whenever, whenever a press conference is on the radio, on news radio, you can always flick into Sky News and get it three seconds later. It's interesting to see. So you've got that three seconds. Yeah. To get from, from the radio to the TV. Out yeah. of the car. Yeah. In front of the telly. Yeah. Can you do it? Uh, no, I've got to climb up three flights of stairs. Mm. Five seconds. Yeah, it's, it's a bit hard. Eight seconds. Mm. No. See, and the thing is, if my phone... Could, you know what? Let's not even get into that. <laughs> I, uh, I should say I am looking forward to uh, I Don't Buy Clothes That Don't Fit Me, which <sighs> was the segment for this week, wasn't it? No, it wasn't I Don't Buy Clothes That Don't Fit Me. <laughs> that are poorly made. Yeah, I Don't Buy Clothes That Are Poorly Made. Whatever the title, I'm looking forward to the segment. Okay. Mm. Speaking of cable... <laughs> Yes. Um, and and I didn't mention this before the show Too late. because we're I, speaking of clothes, you have to do a segment so, about clothes now because it didn't have the gap before it. The AFL actually looked at uh, setting up its own pay television channel to take over once Fox Footy closed. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a, a feasibility study into it and found these startup costs were too prohibitive, so mm-hmm. they didn't. What a surprise! Mm. So that's again. Almost news. <laughs> Thanks. It's, oh, it's, this almost happened. It's like your, your news about Lost almost being filmed in Australia. Yes, Lost was almost filmed in Australia. Again. It's pulled at news. the 11th hour when it's they just, found all the locations they needed in Hawaii. It's just almost news. Because uh, Australia has a, a uh, reputation around the world uh, for being yeah, having incredible actors, incredible crews, and uh, that's yeah, what they yada, 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 yada. Ross. If you were to say, speaking of clothes, I think you have, you have a news oh, item. I do, I do. I was, <laughs> I was thinking, I've got one about Charlie Sheen. No. Maybe Mr. Sheen. Start it with that's, speak, that's not clothes. Speaking of clothes. Uh, hey, speaking of clothes. Yes. Shopping for Love is looking for new contestants. Really? Yes. So now, this is this is the show where you go into somebody's house, look at all of their clothes, yes. and try to figure out what sort of person they are. Yes, and get money, go to Chadston and buy them appropriate gifts, and then you're one of three people, unless you're the person in the house, you're one of three people, and based on... No, two people. And based on the clothes, you may or may not win a date with... The other now, I think you're going such to... a you're such a cynic, Ross. Yeah, why? because it's not just going to Chadston; they also go to QV, 
That's true. No, 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 no. They don't go to QB anymore. That was with oh. the old show. Oh, that right. was with uh, when it was called uh, Melbourne Woman. Right. And it was just a small segment of Melbourne Woman. But they expanded it out into a whole show. It was on over summer at about uh, 10.30 at night and look for it to be coming back over summer this year. At about... 10.30 at night? About 10.30 at night. So uh, if you're interested, shoot them off an email to contestants at shoppingforlove.com.au. And have we got a link on the blog to that? No. Is that... I'm sure we have by now. Oh, yes, Russ. Right. <laughs> yes. Is that, is that you shopping for love while you're putting with up a the four? Blog. <laughs> hey. Is that with a four or with an F-O-R? Uh, with an F-O-R. Okay. You heard it here first. Yeah. Season four will be with a number four. Oh. A Queensland disability advocacy group uh, has demanded that Kyle Sandilands be sacked unless he apologises for referring to a contestant as a mong. Did did they really demand for him to be sacked? Because I saw this story on A Current Affair, and to me this story just looked like A Current Affair beat up, and they went out to the various groups and asked what they thought in the hope of getting some sort of reaction. Yeah. That, and they just played it over and over and over again. Now, I mean, what, what were the circumstances? They, they played him calling them a mong over and over. Over and over. I can't believe we didn't kick the news off with this. I mean, people are calling it Monggate. Every, everybody's, <laughs> I haven't heard about no, it. No, everybody's talking about it. It's just a bloody non-issue. I, I, I understand that mong's not a very pleasant term to call somebody. and But Kyle Sandilands is a big mouth jerk. And he gets paid yep. to be a big mouth jerk. Yep. And also, isn't that why... China built the Great Wall of China. Was <laughs> it to keep the Mongs out? Isn't that my? That's my understanding. I and it, it, it is assuming that he's talking about you are a Downs kid exactly, and, exactly. And you look like you've got slanty eyes because you're Mongoloid. Exactly. Um, not which, which not context, that he said any of. Which in, in context of what he said, it clearly wasn't like that. What did he say? See, if, if he said you're a spastic, then they would actually have a case. Exactly. But exactly. He, no, they, they wouldn't, because now he'd have to say, you're a scope stick. <laughs> I'm really upset with the Spastic Society for changing their name to scope. That's right. just, that's a separate issue. Right. Uh, they, um, He's... He said something along the lines of, you know, you could be one of the world's great recording artists, or you could be a full mong. Right. Oh, well... Oh no! That's he- and and a current affair, might I say, used this to they they played that about a dozen times. Him saying that uh, and kept zooming in on it, which was really weird, <laughs> like those like digital kept, zooms. Yeah, yeah. And so he was all kind of pixelated by the end. Uh, did, and- they, did they do a slowdown as well? You're a full mall. <laughs> no, no. It was, yeah, it was just normal speed. And then uh, and they used it somehow to tie in. Dicko with the gold dress, Paulini comments from uh, years and years ago. If he, had and said, if he had said loser instead of Mong, mm-hmm. do you think the Sydney Swans would be asking for his being? <laughs> really? He well, also well, told I'll... another contestant to uh, loose the jelly belly. Yeah, exactly. I, did, that, did that contestant have a jelly belly? I guess so. Aer- Is there... Are aeroplane jelly suing? No. I, I watched, I watched oh. Futurama and uh, and Fry was making an observation to Leela and Leela said, well, of course, it's obvious to me. If it's obvious to you with your learning disability, it's of course it's obvious to me. And I'm thinking, well, does that upset people with learning disabilities? No, because they wouldn't get the joke. <laughs> in, a, in a statement of... 
In a statement of support, a Channel 10 <laughs> spokeswoman said yesterday the station did not condone Sandaland's remark. Sandaland's was unavailable for comment. Why? Why? That's, like, that's got to be a first as well. Carl Sandaland's unavailable for comment. Well, that's, that's what Channel 9 did. They camped outside the, the Sydney, whatever the Fox equivalent up there is. Maybe Fox and uh, and said, "Oh, today, today," and said, "Oh, he doesn't want to talk. That's a surprise. He's usually got a lot to say." Why would Channel Nine draw attention to this? Like that's what I mean. Like that's a free kick for Kyle. He probably thought, "No, I'm not going to." You know, he he wants controversy. He probably had no idea that he'd said anything. And now remotely people are going to be turning into Channel Ten to see what he says next. Exactly. Well, you know, they've got Mel Bruff embroiled in in all this. It's it's Big Brother censorship kind of. Ridiculous. No, Trying to bed it up to that level all over again. Channel Stupid. 9 don't know what they're doing, clearly. Hair on fire. Like <laughs> this story lets us know. Uh, the NBL has secured a major coup with Channel 9. What, are you saying that's a bad thing? By saying, saying they don't know what they're doing? I'm saying it's a great thing for the NBL. Yeah. Saying it's not such a great thing for Channel 9. Well, this maybe is, it will be. This is a, Basketball's a good game. Sure, but it didn't rate on Channel 10. But where did 10 it didn't, put it? It didn't rate. They put it everywhere they could, and like Saturday Avos and Friday nights and stuff. They or? often they often put it live. Didn't rate. It didn't rate on Channel Seven. It didn't rate when it was on Fox Sports. It was on Seven. Yeah, back in like the early nineties, uh, it was on. It was on Channel Seven. The NBA, which would be probably the most popular code of basketball, doesn't even. It wasn't on. Um, has it been used to be on, on Channel years. 10. It was on Free to Air ages ago, but it hasn't even been on like, Foxtel like Back in Larry Bird's day. It yeah, was yeah, on. yeah. But it well, hasn't even been on Foxtel for years. Well, so, Nine mean, are only going to be showing a one-hour program on Sunday mornings. So just the highlights package? on October 15th. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be a highlights package. And that is going to be a highlights package of the, the new NBL team that I like to call the Elwood Dragons. They're actually the, the South Dragons, uh, but, you know, almost based like Eastern Kilda, Elwood. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they're playing against the Wollongong Hawks. So, essentially, it is going to be a one-hour highlights package with commentary and studio shots, I'm guessing. That's all they're going to be doing oh, with the NBL. Of just the one game. Of just the one game. Oh, really? Yes. How many games is the NBL playing a week? Uh, I don't know. So, since the Gazers have pulled out... Pulled out that they were they were very good for publicity. They'd have they'd generally. have it was a, a basketball dynasty in this country. They'd well, have seven or eight games, seven or eight games played a week. Three of those games are still going to be broadcast live on Fox Sports, mm-hmm. and Channel Nine has the free to air rights, and they're going to uh, just be doing those hi- that highlights. Package. That's good stuff for the NBL. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Hopefully, people will get on board and we'll get some interest. And in... generally, basketball is kind of smarter than your buffed football, whatever code players. Yeah. yeah, maybe. They're taller. Uh, speaking of Foxtel, Brett. Speaking of Foxtel, uh, they're to once again raise their prices in December. Fantastic. I can't wait. <clears throat> um, I've got no idea what they charge currently. Uh, so far, it's five litres of blood. <laughs> <laughs> the digital basic package is uh, going to thirty six ninety five a month. That's going up $3. On that, you or can $6. add... Uh, my sport for fifteen ninety five. My movies for fifteen ninety five. They're going up by ninety five cents each. Uh, my complete movies twenty seven ninety five, um, and IQ pricings 
fourteen ninety five a month, I think. There's two options. Or three hundred and ninety five dollars for an access fee. Right. Wow. Good on you, Foxtel. Thanks, Foxtel. Hey, uh Boo. Boo to Foxtel. Still, daily show. It's worth it. A couple of big premieres have been announced. Well, one big premiere and one big renewal. Uh, the Amazing Race has been renewed for an 11th season, which yep. is very exciting. Ooh. Hopefully, we'll get the 10th season and the 8th season at some stage here in Australia. But uh, Don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. Yeah. Well, the... Uh, By the time we get that, the 13th season will have been renewed. The 8th season is, as Channel 7 said to me, probably going to air over summer. And the 11th season is probably going to tenth air... Season. Sorry, 10th season probably going to air uh, come February. And uh, uh, Fox in the States have announced that 24 will be back. It's going to have a big four-hour premiere in split over two nights in January. Ooh. So it should be it should be quite interesting to see what it's about. Apparently uh, apparently Jack Bauer's a bit bitter and twisted in this series about uh, all, the, all the lives that he's taken, etc. Oh, uh, Really? A, a little bit uh, feeling sorry for himself. Apparently so. Nice one. Not still on the boat to China, unfortunately. Oh. Hey, uh, ex-housemate David Graham. Yep. From Big Brother, dancing, also known as dancing, Gay David. Dancing with you in the summer rain. Yes. Barbershop Quartet. Barbershop Quartet. <laughs> bowl, bowl, bowl. <laughs> he uh, he uh, is uh, setting his sights on a political career with the Nationals. He's been nominated... So he has nominated for the role of State Secretary of the Queensland Young Nationals, and that ballot's being held next month. So now, now he actually came. Uh, he actually came out. <laughs> he actually said on the show that that was his main purpose for going on the show. Was that he wanted to build a political profile? Yep. By crying a lot. Yep. Right. I think it's a risky move if the Nationals actually put him into that position or or get him up as as. As a sitting MP somewhere, well, okay, because it, it, thing. it it really he, grates against against the nationals, you know, family oriented, no freaking homos, country re- shooters party. Regardless of that, and they are trying to steer away from that. I think, regardless of that, if he couldn't handle the pressure inside the Big Brother house, which he clearly couldn't, now from let, all of his let's, Big Brother, I want out, I want out, Big Brother. Out. <laughs> let's be fair, Perry won't be. In the office with him in his political party. You know what? There are a world of Perrys in politics. Yeah, maybe. Perry was pretty extreme, though. <laughs> <laughs> politics is an, an extreme game. I, I just don't... I, I hope that's the last we hear of it. Uh, hey, uh, Charlie Sheen yes. has just become the highest paid sitcom actor per episode currently. Right. So, How much but is that's getting? a very low bar currently. Well, yes. I wouldn't mind getting... $350,000 an episode, especially for two and a half men. That's, that's right. I don't know what the half man gets. He, uh, he'll get 125, 175000 <laughs> I, re- I don't reckon. You either. don't think so? No. It's, that kid must have grown up, because like, that show's like three years old now, right? Well, more, more possibly. Kids grow a lot in a short amount of time. So what you're saying? At what be... point is it just going to become three men or two and three quarter men? Yeah. Hey, have you guys caught any of uh, the the soapy passions? Which Channel Seven is showing two o'clock in the morning at the moment. It used to be daytime TV. Uh, I've se- I've seen it in the past. You know the little midget in that? Yeah, he I reckon died. That, that's another midget. Really? That, yeah, yeah, that, that midget died. Yeah. Which which was sad. He's not a midget though. 
he that's, was that just was a, a kid. doll that came to life. <laughs> in well, passions. He, he was magical. <laughs> yes. It's, never... it's, it's compelling train wreck TV at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I, I never understood that show. Hey, hey. Uh, just quickly, uh, Charlie Sheen's, yeah, as you mentioned, the three and a half, uh, 350,000 is nothing compared to the cool million mil. odd that the Friends were on in their last season. Or Every was, single one of them. Or the two million that Ray Romano was on for his last season. And was Frasier on? 50 cents. No, he was up there too. 75 cents. In cancellation news. I hate Frasier. Yeah, I know you hate Frasier. well paid. So so that's why I made a joke that he was poorly paid, as in he was paid for his talent. See, and I think... Anyway, in cancellation news, uh, Blade, the TV series based on the movie that was based on the comic book... The two or three movies. That went three. on to... Well, it was only based on the... The TV series was only based on the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see it. Clearly, not many other people did because the Spike channel in the US has uh, said that they're not renewing it. Did for, we get to see it over season. here at all? No. no. Not at all. Uh, and also, uh, new shows that have just started in the States, mm-hmm. including Kidnapped mm-hmm. and Smith. Kidnapped is on NBC. And Smith is on CBS. And that's with the uh, Fresh Prince from Bel-Air, isn't it? No, different. Ah. Different. Oh. Ray Liotta. Yes. God, why, why did I download it then? <laughs> uh, it's, actually, it's actually not bad. Okay. It's not great. I'll, I'll check out that first episode. But it's not bad. Kidnapped, on the other hand, terrible. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like Ransom, but worse. I just don't care. So they've both been cancelled? or they're... Uh, they're saying that Kidnapped, they've... Uh, NBC may decide to shift Kidnapped to a new slot. Uh, apparently on Wednesday it didn't do very well. And the network isn't talking. This is all from Variety. But insiders confirm that the show's producers have been asked to wrap up the season one storyline in 13 episodes rather than the full 22. Wow. That doesn't bode well. No, I don't think it's coming back. I, uh, I've... I've seen. I was going to say I've heard whisperings, but I've I've seen whisperings on the internet too that uh, Studio Sixty could be in trouble. Oh, uh, that's a slow, that's a slow climber, though. Oh, look, I agree, but can anything be a slow climber anymore? Not anymore. Anyway, we'll talk about Studio Sixty later on. That is the box cutters news. Are you one of those that follows follows the Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. Go down on you. With I don't buy it, Josh Canal. So there are some <laughs> clothes that just like pants that just wear away at the knees too easily. I just don't buy those. You've got to spend less time on your knees. How do you know? How do you I know ask somebody else if they've had those pants <laughs> and if they were away at the knees. And then I don't buy that, that, that person's pants. And so. if you can't find that person, then you just can't go there. Yeah. So you're not a dedicated follower of the up-to-the-minute fashions if you're waiting six months or a year for somebody else to <laughs> wear the pants Sometimes I'll go up to somebody in the street and say, hey, your pants don't look very worn out. When did you buy them? And he'll go, a year ago. And I'll go, sound like my kind of pants. I'll give you 20 bucks for them. But then you've got different body shapes and different activities. <laughs> True. So, so, do you check if their thighs rub together? Hey, you know what would make this segment a lot better? I bet it's TV. A, yeah. A, so a real I don't buy it. So advertising. Real I don't buy it. We'll, we'll cut that out. Uh, <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> it's another bank ad today. Uh, there's a young couple in a bank. That's what the, that's what the sign out the front of the bank 
calls it. It's called a, a bank. A bank. And the inside is drab and horrible and everybody looks annoyed to be there. And this young couple are sitting in the manager's office and the manager's sitting there with his head in his hand looking distinctly disinterested in what's being said. Then they they keep asking about whether they can get this feature or that feature and and he seems to be ignoring him. Then the image goes a little staticky and shock horror, he's a hologram. Hang on. So is this this advert this this advert is telling us that there are some banks that prefer to not spend their money on interior decorating but instead to spend that money on Futuristic 3D technologies. Apparently so. Right. Apparently so. Same couple again. Now they're in an ANZ bank. The interior looks delightful. It's light. It's comfy. Everybody in there is friendly. They're seeing another manager who is making all of their financial dreams come true. But is is that manager actually a five-year-old Asian person who also makes shoes in their off time? I'm just thinking about the whole outsourcing thing. No? Oh, I see. The point is that it's an actual human. That is the point. Right. ANZ ba- uh, uh, outsourced to Bangalore. So it's, it's, okay. Yeah. The, uh, the, the woman from the couple is so pleased. She leans across and touches the woman manager just to make sure she's real. Really? That's funny. Instead of stepping her. <laughs> This uh, this seems to be a new tactic from uh, banks at the moment. There's quite a few ads like this. It's kind of, rather than saying, hey, look how good we are, it's kind of, look how bad the opposition are. We're not quite as bad as that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, all banks are the same. I don't buy it. Hello and welcome to Today Tonight. Soap and water. Hello and welcome. I'm Naomi Robson. Swearing. She does swear a lot, especially in that bit. She does. She was saying, get that. Lizard off my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> no, she loves the lizard. Hey, um, ha- have you... I told you not to send me to New Guinea. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you seen this? Have you heard about this over the last week? Uh, the US Congressman uh, Mark Foley, who's been disgraced over some uh, transcripts from instant messaging sessions. And, yes. And so he's, he's not the wrestler. Maybe, maybe... No. No, that's Mick Foley. Mick Foley. He's also not Dave Foley. Right. Uh, he's not. Axel. He's less funny. He's not Axel Foley. No. Right. No. He's Mark Foley. So not even Mark 50, F. Fifty-two. Fifty-two-year-old congressman mm-hmm. who has emailed and instant messaged uh, one of his pages. And our pages well, are. A, I think it's a number of different page boys. Oh, s- several. Several pages. Page oh. Well, they're just called pages. Are they? Yes. Uh, but. But they're boys. Sometimes they're boys. Sometimes they're they're the other thing. These ones were boys. <laughs> <laughs> Men? No. <laughs> young women. Girls. All oh, right. So, so sometimes the young men, they all have to be over 16 now. Yes. Uh, as of a few years ago, they all have to be over 16, mm-hmm. uh, but they're often not much over 16. A lot of them are uh, working there on their summer holidays mm-hmm. uh, and just earning a bit of extra cash. At Congress, they have the sort of jobs where they just kind of ring around, make sure that uh, everybody has everything they need. Etc. 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 Essentially, they're slaves. That's the news. The coverage of it by Fox News in the US. We've got we've got a, a shamed uh, Republican member who's obviously not going to get reelected. It uh, the 
the election on Cup Day, which mm-hmm. is coming up uh, just in a couple of weeks. Um, they captioned for him, Mark Foley, Democrat. <gasps> really? Yes. Really? <laughs> now that's clearly not an oversight. That is outrageous. The, the, the this guy's a homosexual. He's been caught out with young boys. He must be Democrat. He's not, he's not a Republican. He's he's never said that he was a homosexual. He's yes, a he pedophile. Has. No, he has said he's a homosexual. He just since this has come out. Also, a bit of mental illness. Um, also, uh, also, it seems a little bit of pedophilia. Uh, and think, no, they're actually over the age of consent. Therefore, a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> That's well spotted. And and it's appalling. It is appalling. Yes. Mm. I, I wonder how you get time to watch Fox News with all of the backlog of tapes you have. Uh, it's just going constantly. Right. 24 hours. <laughs> it's like Bloomberg <laughs> on, for you. On that, that, that screen up in the top <laughs> right corner. <laughs> Tom Elliott here from a variety of different media organisations, 3RRR, 3AW, Channel 7, Mornings with Kerry ann Inside Business on a Sunday with Alan Kohler. I like to spread myself around and so should you. Listen to the box cutters on the internet or any other media you can find them. I think it's educational. I think it's fascinating. I think you might even learn something you didn't know before. Listen to the box cutters. I always do. He does. And you know what he also likes? Half minutes. <laughs> Actually, no, we were talking about it the other night. He doesn't like half minutes. Uh, well, you know what? He tells us different stories, Brett. Ah. That's Tom Elliott. We should have him back on the show sometime. Yes. Hmm. Now, what's so hot about this couple? Can you handle their truth? There's a little late night nugget that's crept onto the air without much fanfare. Something that I thought we were never actually going to be able to see in this country. Who are we talking about? Brittany and Kevin. Chaotic! Britney is, of course, former American sweetheart Britney Spears, who, mm. once she grew out of her page age group, kind of lost her jailbait appeal. And once she yes. stopped, once she started dropping her children. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's had a almost. few. She's had a few dubious career moves and a few uh, a few twenty four hour marriages <laughs> and, and a few a few. Oh, drop the child! Don't drop the drink moments. <laughs> and I didn't know you could get pregnant from. Pashing off Madonna. <laughs> it's not Madonna's. Right. And the Kevin is, of course, Kevin Federline, her partner, who's America's most hated. And, uh, K-Fed. K-Fed. People tend to think of him as a talentless loser wannabe who's just leeching off Britney's millions. And could that be because... It could He's be. He's a talentless loser <laughs> wannabe who's just leeching off Britney's millions. Well, I, I can't say for sure. I've only heard the one song from the album. <laughs> right. But I haven't heard the whole album, so, now, so I couldn't say okay, for sure. Okay, so that, that clears up the Britney and Kevin part of the title. What about Chaotic? Well, what what appears to have happened is uh, that they saw that the, the good publicity that Ozzy Osbourne got from the Osbournes and that Jessica Jess, Simpson got. Jess and Nick got from Newlyweds. And... Uh, and they thought, hey, let's jump on board with our own reality TV show. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a couple of factors that they didn't really take into account. The first is charm. Uh, both the Osbournes and Newlyweds had a fair bit of charm. Yes. Aussie in a uh, incoherent, drug-addled kind of way. Plus, with all the pets around the house. Yeah, and the yeah. and, and disastrous kids. And Jessica in her no more coherent but nothing to do with drugs kind of bimbo way they were both 
very watchable, and both shows yes. both shows were were very watchable. Britain, Brittany and uh, and Kevin are kind of gormless, horrible little people. So uh, there's no charm there. Uh, The other thing they didn't take into account was that uh, both Newlyweds and The Osbournes was made by people who make TV. Whereas this is kind of, this is kind of a homemade show. No. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I reckon 80% of the episode I saw was just handheld stuff that Britney had shot behind-the-scenes stuff on tour, which has been labelled for the purposes of the TV show as Britcam and uh, is endlessly annoying as she, you know, is talking to her dancers or whoever else and then turns the camera around to get her reaction shot or to to kind of smile into the camera or something similar. You get such uh, pearls of wisdom as before a show when she was getting her makeup done, she's holding the camera up to a mirror. And saying, wow, that's so weird. We're like in the mirror. <laughs> this, uh, this is coming from somebody who, uh, who I'm sure has had plenty of mirror experience over her lifetime. Uh, and also talking about Eminem uh, saying, he's cool, but he complains a lot. Which is cool. The other, the other thing with uh, with the fact that the others, the Osborns and uh, Jess and Nick's show was made by TV makers, they were made broadly as comedies, whereas whereas this is uh, this is very serious and it's not really a comedy at all. It, it, the first episode, which was on Saturday nights, it's on screening really late, like one a.m. Saturday nights. Uh, the first episode featured Brittany first say 20 minutes of it was Brittany walking around asking her dancers and other subordinates uh, what their opinions were on marriage and commitment and pretending to be interested in their answers and uh, after that the second 20 minutes was just outrageous and scandalous where she was going around asking what their favorite sex positions were Right, so she's trying to do something like in bed with Madonna. Well, I, I think this is just uh, this is just home footage that, that they've just cobbled together and said, "Hey, let's make a TV show." Then, then through uh, it's it's all shot from a 2004 tour of Britain or the part I saw was, and then uh, then through a bit of backstory, we learn that one night back in the US, she met Kevin in a club, and hey, he was a pretty good dancer, so she flew him out to go on this month-long tour with her just on the basis of this uh this one night uh so the last third of the uh the last third of the show is her just walking around talking about how much they've been having sex right Mm. you know what i love about the mirror thing yeah is that it means she's really no smarter than a budgerigar Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> no, I think that's spot on. And that comes out time and time again through the show. And I think the really sad thing about it is it is really car crash television. I don't know why anybody would put themselves through this voluntarily, but you really get hey, a we sense. we didn't force you. No, no, no. I meant them. Like why Brittany, oh, why and, Brittany Kevin and Kevin would put, would put themselves through it. And uh, it, you, you just you, you begin to see what having this career has done to her. I mean, she's she's just crass, uneducated, very rich trailer trash. And, and that, you know, that just comes out constantly throughout the show. And, you know, instead of going to school, well, she got to 
practice dance moves and I don't know. It's, it's all kind of a bit sad, but it's great television <laughs> at the so, same time. So that's like one o'clock on a Saturday night on which channel? On channel 10. So yeah, one or two o'clock in the morning. So yeah, have a look that's, out. I, I will keep my eye out for it. It sounds fantastic. I've said he's talentless. <laughs> Listen to that. It's genius. The sounds of K-Fed. That's enough. Thank you for cutting that because I'm angry. They only made five of these episodes, by the way. Right. Only five ever went to air. I don't know if they made any more. Uh, yeah, so keep an eye out for it. So, oh, so we could have already missed it. We don't know what episode you were up to. No, no, no. Mine was definitely episode one. Okay. Because they, they introduced Kevin halfway through. Right. Now, is that the end of the segment? Or is this the start of the next segment? <laughs> no, that, that was yeah, the bumper. So, go. Right. You're on. Okay. Because I'm angry. Right. I'm it's very the, angry. And, and we have a segment now called Free TV Can... Off. Yeah. Because I'm angry. Have wait, I mentioned wait. that? I was listening to the intro to this show and it said Free TV makes me angry. Yes. I didn't hear any swearing. There wasn't any swearing. Did you hear me swear? I heard. Brett. Brett swear. D- did when? you? Just, just then. No. Really? Play the tape back. Maybe I was watching Reading Lips. Maybe you were just Reading Lips. <laughs> Mate, see, the difference between Reading Lips and actually hearing is the sound factor. Ah, that's true. You know, Josh said the bit after can. <laughs> now Ross is getting us mixed up. That's, that's crazy. Have I mentioned that I'm angry? Yes. Last week on this very program, I mentioned that the free-to-air networks were getting together to start a lobby group called Free TV Australia. Save our sports. Right. Where they're asking, uh, they're trying to make sure that sports stays on free to air. I saw an ad on uh, Channel 7, I believe it was, to go on to the online survey and and sign the petition. Right! Right! (laughs) And that's what I'm angry about. How dare they? How dare the free-to-air networks decide that now they'll listen to people and now they'll ask people what they actually want and now they'll go to the people and try to get their support when over the last 10 years they've had nothing but contempt for the people, for their audience. This is now just a simple ploy where they can say, right, we'll exploit them when we like it. We'll say, yeah, come, you love us because we show you the grand final. Mm-hmm. And Foxtel wants to take the grand final away from us. No, Kevin wants to take away the grand how final. How dare they? It's politics. How That's the difference. dare they, Brett? Because, really, the thing is, no, they're not. No, the, the ad says that Foxtel wants to take away the grand final. Not Which Kevin. they do. The, the ad but does not the law's mention, got to change. let me finish... Let me finish or you're next. <laughs> the ad never mentions Coonan. The ad mentions subscription television. They say Foxtel wants to take away your grand final. You know what? That's not true. The only way that the grand final will ever go to Foxtel is if free-to-air free-to-air TV doesn't use it. Mm-hmm. 
And if they're not going to show something, why do they want to keep hold of it? There's absolutely no reason. Absolutely no reason. And how dare they ask people for help when they've had nothing but contempt for people in the past? I say do not sign that petition under any circumstances. Do not lend a hand to the free-to-air networks who have done nothing but cause you trouble for all these years. That's how angry I am. This is uh, Jess McGuire, and you're listening to the lovely men of Box Cutters who are always here to helpfully inform you of any existence of photos of Britney Spears giving birth on all fours, clutching lion's heads. Love nothing better. Download the hell out of it. It's a double reference. We had Papa Zal with K-Fed and, oh, and uh, yeah. Jessamine there just talking about wow. Britney Spears. Yeah, if you're, only you're, you had uh, topped and tailed that. that would, it's like uh, I planned it. You're, you're, it's, yeah, but if you had planned it, you would have topped and tailed uh, Ross's segment. With, you're, uh, you're on top of the buttons today. Well, not, see, not really. Because, no, again, with the top and tail, because you guys, of your segment... I'm glad to see you back have, in the studio, by the way, because the Hulk was here a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys are so mysterioso about what exactly your segments are, so I didn't actually know. I, the I, word I, Britney <laughs> is in the title of his segment, Brett. <laughs> <sighs> now we're talking about the new fall season shows from the US. There's lots of new TV on in the because US. Because the there segment is. is called New Fall Shows. You see how that works? What's written on the paper in front of you is the segment that we have. Clearly, I still have some residual anger. Ross, fill us in. What are we talking about this week in the new fall schedule? Well, this week, uh, there was a bit of confusion last week about whether one of Brett's news items... I wasn't having a go. ...Studio 60 was actually having a go at Studio 60 or whether it was... I was just, uh, just reporting the viewer figures from the States. So I thought we should discuss Studio 60, give right. that a bit of a bell. And now, I, I also... Listened, sorry, I listened back to the episode after that mm-hmm. after that comment, and no, Brett was definitely reading it out of a news item. Right, okay. And also I thought we'd discuss Heroes. And like I said earlier, we'll probably do a couple of episodes, a couple of yeah, new shows a week until they're done. Excellent. Okay, now, well, I've resisted looking at either of those shows so <laughs> that I can take the place of the man in the street who hasn't... <laughs> seen any of it. Resisted you slack <laughs> Alright, well we're going to start with Studio 60. I'm taking a hit for the listeners. Yeah. yeah. I wish you'd take less hits and then maybe you'd be more alert. <laughs> Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip mm-hmm. is its full title. It's the Aaron Sorkin penned show that stars Matthew... Perry. Perry. Mm-hmm. Aaron Sorkin made West Wing, yes. what it is. He made, mm-hmm. he made West Wing, he made Sports Night, he wrote A Few Good Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, an excellent, excellent screenwriter. He got on board a plane with some magic mushrooms, got arrested. Sure, he does. He's, he's had numerous articles about how much he loves to smoke pot while he's writing, how some of his best work has been done. When I think A Few Good Men uh, he wrote in like seven days while he was on speed. He does love the drugs, mm. but he also writes fantastic television. He does. Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip is about a Saturday Night Live type show. Behind the scenes. Uh, with uh, Matthew Perry as the head writer mm-hmm. and uh, Josh Lyman. <laughs> Bradley Whitford. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, as the executive producer. Yes. They're both actually brought on board to, uh, to, to helm Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip after the long-time executive producer, surely 
kind of modelled after Lorne Michaels of Saturday Night Live, uh, has a nervous breakdown. Although Lorne Michaels does get a few mentions in yes. the show. Uh, and that character was played by Judd Hirsch, hmm. who I think is one of the greatest actors of all time and doesn't get nearly enough work. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he in numbers? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he is. <laughs> have on. you seen his work in numbers? <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen the scripts in numbers? I think he's doing very well with what he gets. I really do. Fair so enough. they both get brought on board by the new head of a network who is played by... Amanda Peet. Yes, I was going to say Amanda Plummer, but no, Amanda Peet. Which, which, that's that doesn't kind of work for me. She I, I think is, she's great. I think she does a great job, but she's kind of she's the weakest part of the show. Where she, have we seen Amanda Peet before? Uh, Down a coal mine. <laughs> uh, that uh, she she's mostly been in films. Okay, uh, I can't think of Evil Woman. She was, I think she was in Evil Woman, but nobody saw that. A lot of, so. She's been in quite a few straight-to-videos. Uh, the Jack Nicholson one that's not as good as it gets. Oh, that, she plays his girlfriend yep. in that. Diane Keaton. Diane that? Keaton, Where's Jack old, Nicholson. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Whatever that which movie is, was. Yeah, it was a terrible, terrible film. It was. Absolutely terrible film. Anyway, so she's been in, in that film and a lot of straight-to-video films. Mm. Uh not very good, and, she, and she's, she's the weakest she, part of the show. She's very pretty, but I just don't buy that she... It's kind of like the Nicole Kidman as a neurosurgeon when she was 22 type thing in Days of Thunder. I just I just don't buy that she would be the head of a network. And it seems to me... Do you, do you remember early on in West Wing, in the first few episodes of West Wing, uh, Moira Kelly was... Uh, no, she played uh, Josh's love interest. Oh, okay. No, uh, she, a, an ex-girlfriend of Josh's who uh, who had then started uh, kind of lobbying for a Republican uh, congressman. Okay. Uh, and suddenly, after four or five episodes, no longer there. Well, West Wing did that. I, I'm still waiting to see what happened to Ainsley Hayes. Yeah, West Wing she did just... that. West Wing did that a lot. A character left, you never saw them leave. Mm, mm. And. Interestingly, I think I think that that's probably going to happen with this character. Okay, okay. Interestingly, it's, it is very similar stylistically to the West Wing, uh, right down to the titles. They give uh, subtitles of the days and that. Yeah, sort and of thing. they're even in the same font. Meetings Press. as they're walking through corridors and and yep. harsh downlights yep. all the way through. And- Press conferences that. You know, they start from behind the person and go up, and you see the press all behind. That's behind it, the camera, and it goes yeah, it's up. And very, yeah. very, very West Wing in that way. Uh, but it, but it works. It, a, it shows. You know, I think with uh, with West Wing and with Studio Sixty, what he's done is shown two areas where people think they are always the most important person in the room, mm-hmm. and he's very good at writing that. Yeah, clearly. Uh, he's also very good at instantly making us like characters, giving them little things to say, little nuances. And uh, I think that, I mean, a lot of people have said to me, wow, I had no idea Matthew Perry was such a great actor. And He wasn't he, bad in West Wing. He, he, was, he was very good in West Wing. Mm. He was also very good in Friends. In the, in the first four seasons of Friends, we forget that he was actually very good. Back when everybody still cared a little bit. Uh, he was good in uh, The Whole Nine Yards. He's a good actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
uh, he just needs the material to work with. Yep. And here he's presented with that. Yep. Obviously, we know that Bradley Whitford is a good actor. And again, he's presented with the material to, to work with. And it's a, it's a slightly different character to, mm. the, to the Josh Lyman character. And uh, that's interesting to see as well, how he, how he takes that on. I have really enjoyed the first two episodes of yep, same. Studio 60. Same. I-, I pray that it is going to continue. Yeah. Yep. And it's kind of, it's, it's, it's a bit of a different subject matter too, behind the scenes of a comedy show. It's, it's not the usual fare. It's not, you know, people digging up bones or drama in hospital or <laughs> is it like Is that. it another situation where they're forever at the office? It's like they don't actually have a, a life outside of the office because they're working all the time, like in West Wing? So far, so far. We haven't really seen much outside, but... Uh, that's kind of due to the dynamics of the show. Like the first one was after this huge traumatic event where the where the uh, producer uh, ended up screaming at the viewers at home, and the second episode picks up the weekend after that. So it, it's it's quite chaotic at the moment. And uh, also, if you've read the book about Saturday Night Live that came out a few years ago, and I can't remember the title, but I'll, I'll I will remember to put it up on the website. That's what these shows are like. People go home at like four o'clock in the morning and come back at 10 o'clock in the morning and just work straight through because they have to write one and a half hours of television every in week. Six days. Yeah. I did, have, uh, I did have one criticism of the second episode. Uh, they were building up to a big, you know, the first big show that, this, that the new people who were in charge, Bradley Whitford and... Um, and uh, Matthew Perry were going to their first big show after they'd taken the reins. And they kept talking about a big musical comedy number that they were going to do, and the whole show built up for it. And I thought it was a bit unfortunate at the end of the show that, that they, they actually, actually showed, showed it. it. Uh I think that sort of stuff works much better in your imagination. I think in your imagination you think it's going to be hilarious. Watching it, I just thought, well, I wouldn't watch this show. No. and they- So... Yeah, I I think if they if they had just shown it the, the start of it, mm. and then maybe shown the end of the episode of that particular episode where they're supposed to show this highly controversial sketch, yeah, uh, I think that that would have been that would have been good. So we know that they both go on or just stop it where the where the song starts. Yeah, I, I think yeah, maybe just stop it where the song starts would have done it for me. But that's just a personal personal taste no I, I i agree let's talk about heroes very quickly okay well heroes is i, I really wasn't too sure about heroes that the subject matter didn't seem to interest me when you hear it just as a you know just as just the blurb about the show and it's a whole lot of ordinary people living their lives suddenly discover that they have superpowers mm-hmm. and that they're and that they're superheroes sounds like a family guy episode that i saw once Right. Right. To Josh, it sounded like. X-Men. Now. Or, um, oh, what was that one where, where they're all kind of the loser superheroes? They had just bizarre, don't know, abilities. Uh, or, or a little bit like Greatest American Hero. <laughs> right. So did you, did, you've seen the first episode of Heroes. I've seen the first episode of Heroes. Did you find it like X-Men? No. I found it more like Lost, which is what people have been saying. That it's uh, clearly a whole lot of people who have something in common Mm -hmm. and we're given 
a little bit of a clue as to how they're going to come together. We know that they're going to come together somehow. We know that they're going to be that there's going to be a need for them with superpowers. What yep. we don't know is why they're all discovering their superpowers at the same mm-hmm. time. Uh, we don't know why they've uh, never been aware of it before. We also uh, don't know how they come together. Yes. And what the big threat is going to be. Yes. So, there are a lot of questions that it asks, which I yeah. think is, is great for a first episode. And I, uh, that, it's got a bit of a preamble, a voiceover preamble, which talks about, you know, which just basically sets up the story. They never, Unnecessary. They never need these. And when, you know, when I saw the preamble, I'm just thinking, oh, great. This is just going to be awful. I was surprisingly impressed. I, I really, really enjoyed this. It's much darker than I thought it was going to be. Uh, it, it's And it's just an interesting use of characters. There's, there's lots and lots of characters in it that they've, uh, that they've introduced so far. I've seen the first two. And I think, yeah, it's, 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 it's quite dark. And I can see why people are comparing it to Lost. But, yeah, I think it's... It's very interesting, and it's also it's it's done something that uh, nobody's really done properly in the past, and that's had a character who actually resents her superpowers. Yeah, uh, yeah. which I, I find fascinating. I well, mean, X Men does it a little bit, but that's in comic book form. In the in the movies, it never did that. I think I think uh, save one, they all pretty much either completely don't understand them or or aren't at all happy to have them. Yeah. Yeah, so there's and there's a couple of new a uh, couple of familiar faces in uh, in episode two. There's Wise from uh, Alias, who's a JJ uh, Abrams regular, and there's also uh, the girl from Carnivale. Mm-hmm. Which which girl? Which one? Uh, the main girl from the Carnivale. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so who was who was also in? Uh, uh, what, what is that excellent Robert Rodriguez film with the Kevin? Uh, Kevin Williamson script. Uh, the faculty was it Claire Duvall? Oh, okay, okay, something yes. Duvall. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. She she was also in the faculty. Okay, well, um, yeah, I think uh, yeah, definitely, definitely get on board with Heroes. I mean, it's early days yet, but I've been very impressed by the first two episodes. And it's been uh, lots of fun. And we'll have a couple of other new shows for I, you. I did just quickly want to mention with last week's show that I talked about. Uh, last week's two shows, Six Degrees. I talked about. I've given. I'm giving that a miss. yeah. I, yeah, you've you've given. I haven't seen the first two episodes. I've got I, them. Yeah, I watched the. I watched the second one. It's it's all just cliche and contrivance, and it's you know from JJ Abrams. You'd expect it to have that extra layer that Lost and Alias has. There's no extra layer. And the other one was Jericho that you talked. The other about. one was Jericho. I wanted to ask. Uh, Channel Ten are saying the reason that they're showing it now is not nothing to do with downloaders, and that downloading doesn't diminish the actual audience. The reason they're showing it now is because there's a lot of online content mm-hmm. that goes with the show. I was just wondering if either of you or any of our listeners have bothered to check out the online content for Jericho, and uh, I'm guessing neither of you have. So no. maybe mm-hmm. if any, I, I, like, there's there's not even a, a URL that's prominent uh, on the show from memory. No, I don't think there is, but there is there is apparently um, they're calling it D storylines now, which I uh, presumably means digital, but. Uh, yeah, so if, if anybody, any of our listeners out there uh, have checked that out, send, send us an email at hooray at boxcutters.net. And also at boxcutters.net, we've had a bit of discussion about the, about the full programming thus far. So, uh, yeah, tune in and write your comments. And also resources to be able to get your hands on it. Yes, yes. That's very important. Hey, um, when I cast my pod... 
it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. Yes, pork is on the table. Speaking of new shows, Channel 7 uh, have announced that they've got the rights to Ugly Betty, Brothers and Sisters, Shark and Heroes. Okay. What's Ugly Betty? It's a new comedy about a, an ugly girl with braces and thick glasses. Is it a laugher? Do we know? No okay, that's all I know. Apparently it did quite well in the States. Okay. Beat, beat um, yeah, 16.1 mil. Yeah. Yeah. So, so and they're going to hold them off until February, I'm guessing. Yes. Uh 2010. <laughs> <laughs> uh it'd be interesting to see Jack Shark, that's the um uh what's his name? That's the show about people taking people from other mm, networks. No, no, no. <laughs> that's the show with uh what's that actor's name? James Wood. I think yeah. James oh, Wood's the lead in Shark. Right. But I uh I could be uh I could be mistaken with that. Hey, I just uh I know we don't have much time for pork. I just want to uh go through something quickly with you guys there's a mexican and he's sultra here and he's standing next to his bath and he's rather a portly gentleman and he takes off all his clothes and he goes to get in the bath and he says my bath it is too hot so he puts on some cold water right then he goes to get in my bath it is too cold so he puts in some hot water my bath, it is too hot. So he puts in some cold water. Too hot, too cold, too hot, too cold. This goes on for about five minutes. Is this an ad? Eventually, the bath starts to spill on the floor. The Mexican says, my bath, it is on the floor. What is that? Can somebody explain to me what is going on with the Ronnie Johns half hour people? No, was that a sketch? That was a sketch. No. Huh? That was it. That was the sketch. I thought it was some short film you saw on Eat Carpet. That was the sketch. Was it seriously five minutes? Yeah. He oh. just kept, my bath, it is too hot, and then put the cold on. My bath, it is too cold. It just went on and on until, yeah, bath's spilling on the floor. My bath, it's on the floor. And I'm thinking, okay, give me the punchline. And then they cut to the next scene. Really? People love that show. But it's ridiculous. It I've, makes no sense I'm not talking anymore. It's not funny. And it's offensive at yeah. times. Right. Yeah, it is. It Brett's is not taping it anymore. <laughs> Channel 10. Rip it off. Uh, One more item of pork. And then no, we're out of I've here. got heaps of pork. No, I've got a couple. Um, <laughs> Apple, Quick, so quickly. Apple uh, Australia have started sending out lawyers' letters uh, saying cease and desist using the word pod. Because they uh, want to claim it, even though another company uh, had had it trademarked from 1999 in Send, Australia. So, so we can't us. use the word podcast? Podcast uh, in the States is uh, classified as, a, as a generic term, so it can't be trademarked. But right. that's not the case in Australia. Screw them. Um, Ross, but, what uh, are your items? Apple are going <laughs> after... Podcast ready, the, the MyPodder brand. So they're going after podcast uh, really? websites. And yeah. iPodder and stuff. Mm. Screw them. Hey, uh, it's a bit remiss of us not to have mentioned the grand final at all. It was a, <laughs> yes. uh, it was a fantastic game. I just wanted to point it out was exciting. that nobody has uh, nobody has seemed to bring up the fact that uh, they I'm... got Irene Cara out to sing her one-hit wonder, What a Feeling. I missed it. Toyota's the main sponsor of the AFL. Right. What a nice bit of product placement for them. 
Tell you what I didn't miss. The whole pregame based around their, their sponsor's slogan. That's fantastic. Nice one, AFL. Tell you what I didn't miss was uh, the post-match interview. Uh, I think it was the second yeah. West Coast Eagles <laughs> guy that they... <laughs> oh, it's fucking great. Oh, yeah. oh really? Yep. Oh. Yep. <laughs> no delay, fantastic. no nothing, straight to air. Are you watching The Apprentice? No. No, I haven't been. Because it's such a dynamic time slot. That I keep forgetting I, about uh, I missed a few too, and I downloaded the ones I missed. It's fantastic. Really? Love, love The Apprentice. It's been great. They've got a, uh, a, a guy with a heavy Russian accent <gasps> who's fantastic. He just says says it like it is. He's the only... He's one is of the he few... called Sergei? No, he's called... Um, he's Ivan? called something stupid like Frank or... Oh, that's boring. Or Jerry or something. But he says it like it is, and uh, he's one of the few Apprentice players that actually boils the task down to what they need to win or lose doesn't waste time right. on all the side fluff so that's great and there's another guy called Brent who's just a complete nutcase is he a bit of a David Brent? Uh, yeah kind of oh, cool. kind of and it's a bit of a, it, it, it was that great thing that you only see on The Apprentice it was like a feeding frenzy like Dan when, do you remember Dan when they he's throwing all, when he's throwing the balls outside McDonald's? They all just that. they all just went after him on his team. They all just it was like <laughs> there was <laughs> there was blood in the water. They all I'll went to, for him, and he didn't get voted off. Oh, it was fantastic! I'll have stuff. to get those episodes from you, Ross. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you want to laugh from from Brett, if you want to laugh, uh, go to Google. Put in the words Josh Canal, K-I-N-A-L, and uh, do it's Google images. image search. It's funny. So hang on. I is, lo- it, I lo- I is it go like to Google one. images or do you do a separate well, image search? It's, a, it's an image search. Because when I did it, it didn't work. It didn't work for me, and I it had to get for everybody else in the I world. I know, Josh. but it didn't work for me. <laughs> maybe, maybe you had the, the safe filter on. No, I tried it with all three different filters. Hmm. Didn't oh, work. I reckon if. Uh, what does come up wouldn't have come up if the safe filter was on. <laughs> so it's possible. <laughs> so it's possible that uh, what came up came up because see, we I had it caged in my. Maybe, but we didn't get your picture, which you did. Which get. I did get. Yeah, Josh Canal, Google image search. It's funny. It, it, um, it is funny. And that, Tuesday night, I, I was sitting a seat away that, from Val Lehman, Queen B from Prisoner. Wow, uh, Shocker launching. Uh, they're gonna release the entire 697 episodes on DVD um, between now and next June. Uh, and I also want to say uh, thanks to my housemate who, uh, for my birthday, got me the entire series of Press Gang. Wow. For, for my birthday, as well as season two of King of the Hill, one of my favourite animated shows. But the Press entire Gang, season of Press Gang. The entire series. The entire, the entire series. series. How many of seasons Press of Press Gang were? Uh, I think there were four... It's something like one thousand and fifty minutes or something wow. ridiculous. Like no, it's it's twelve hundred and something minutes. That might be the next thing Deidre wants to borrow from you. It's uh, I just I love it so much. So thank you very much to her. I read and that today. Us to, I read today. Channel Seven are bringing King of the Hill back. And that brings us to the end. You should be excited, John. I am, but I also <laughs> want to finish the show. <laughs> Brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 55. I want to say thank you very much to 3RRR, whose studios we use for recording this podcast. Screw you, Apple. Pod, 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 pod. Yeah, I'm a rebel. I live on the edge. (laughs) That's J-Pod. That's R-Pod. I'm (laughs) B-Pod. Screw you! Why am I iPod? You're R-Pod. Oh, I thought you said iPod. No. 
Anyway, until next week, my name is Josh Canal. I've only got like 50 songs in my head. That's all I can. I can't do 50,000. Uh, iPod. <laughs> <laughs> Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again same time next week. <laughs> and same hey, bat time, same bat channel. No, see, if you fuck it up, Brett. You were so slow coming in. And hey, let's be careful out pod. <laughs>